0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 22 of The League Life. My name is Sam Shnazzi. You're about to hear from Nathan Brooks. you probably listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or through the vents of Fox Sports maybe. Brooksy, can you hear me, buddy?
1: Hey, how you doing, Schnaz? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. I've set up my little phone situation now in the States, so yeah, should be able to do this on a week-to-week basis throughout the next
0: few weeks. What a crazy world we're living in.
1: It's 2016, Shnaz. It's, it's a great time to be alive. How was your
0: <laughs> weekend? My weekend was pretty busy with a lot of work-related activities. I was stopped for a couple of hours uh, by the onslaught that was the Cronulla Sharks, but we'll get into that another time. Um, mm. I had a pretty quiet weekend. Otherwise, though, thank you for asking, Brooksy. just hanging out with the boy and you know, watching him grow, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, listen to a bit of music, as always watching a bit of TV here or there. But Brooksy, this is about you, my friend. You've left well, the Fox Sports building forever, at least in the yeah. next few months. Yeah, don't have
1: to worry about those work-related things that you keep bringing up with each week, <laughs> Schnaz, which you is bastard. good. I, I saw a photo of Chester on um, Facebook, I think just before I got on the plane with the Sharks jersey on. so. Good to see you've already
0: got uh, picked his team for him. Look, sometimes these things just pick themselves, Brooksy. <laughs>
1: but yeah, yeah, I, I, I've had a hectic week. It's one of the busiest weeks I've had in ages. I, um, obviously, Thursday night we we had um, a farewell lunch and drinks, um, mm-hmm. which was then rolled into a flight, a weekend, a long weekend up in Brizzy, and then pretty much had to get my stuff together to get on a plane and get over to where i am now in san francisco
0: i say it every week man but you're such a jet setter and we love that about you now tell me about brisbane you were there for some rugby league action yeah yeah the double header
1: was a great event that they uh put on manly in melbourne were hosting the games storm obviously played the cowboys and the seagulls played the broncos there was such a good vibe up in uh, Brazil on the weekend, Shnaz. Like, we got in on Friday and there was people just trickling in throughout the day, the afternoon, the evening. Uh, we were down in, um, in the CBD most of the time when we weren't at the game. It was just such a good vibe. There was there was also an <laughs> AFL game on and Nitro Circus on up there. So, <laughs> the people of Brisbane and the people that had flown in for the weekend were spoilt for choice for a lot of different things uh, that were going on. In terms of the league, it was it was really good. The only bad thing of it was Schnatz was it took so long to get into the ground. It was like fifteen minute line really um, to get into the stadium, and then oh. I missed the first thirty minutes of the Storm Cowboys game just trying to get drinks. Oh no! So it wasn't an eighty minute uh, Red Rooster Shark Park scenario no. as we've mentioned before with no. some poor lady that I uh, had to go through that one time, but. uh yeah, it was, it was cool. really good. The atmosphere picked up throughout the game, which is really good too.
0: Let me ask you this. When you were lining up for drinks, did, were there TVs around? Could you see what was happening?
1: Uh, no. Well, the, the good thing about uh, Suncorp Schnaz is that the um, lower concourse has like an open air sort of area where you can look down and, and see the game if you're tall enough. Right. Um, I was able to, you know, turn around when the crowd sort of picked up in decibels and and see some of the action but um it was a bit of a shame there was a few bars that were closed like I was just I couldn't fathom why that it wasn't closed when it was sold out just under two weeks before game days and uh yeah they, they basically opened it up uh 20 minutes into that first game so that's why I guess expedited the 30 minutes it could have been longer by the but sitting in that line, it probably would have been uh, half time if they didn't open up that extra bar. But yeah, it was it was a great night. Picked up as the night progressed. The um, Storm Cowboys game was awesome. It was, it was such yeah. a good game. Uh, so there were some crazy events that happened. Uh, I remember Vunivalu uh, making that huge break and getting ankle tapped by Jonathan Thurston. It was just so good to watch. Um, everyone was up on the feet cheering Bunibalu home and then the Cowboys fans <laughs> saw JT coming just one last ditch attempt to bring him down and he teared it was and everyone saw it, it was like oh JT you know like, yeah. this
0: big sort of roar went up in our area for JT. And, I, I got to um, work on that pretty closely and um, yeah. it was a really high quality game from both teams yeah. and mm. you know they're going to meet again in the finals for sure um, yeah. Let me ask you this, Brucey was oh, the was the majority of the crowd Broncos fans? Is that a silly question? Or I reckon it would probably would have been
1: forty to fifty percent Broncos, probably oh, okay. thirty to forty percent. Oh God, Cowboys! Yeah, it was it was a bit of a mix. Look, I'm going to run out of percentages here. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I tried to start that a good sprinkling of the Queensland team. There was a few Storm fans up there too. I guess they've got a bit of a fan base due to the fact that. Kronk, Slater, Smith, they're all from uh, Queensland and mm. play for the Queensland mm. Origin team. Cameron Munster, mm. yeah, well, we might talk about it a bit later. I think he is uh, definitely in line to be somewhere in the Origin squad. Ooh. I don't know if he's going to be in the 17, but he is improving like from week to week. I, I thought he was very impressive. But the thing that got me about that game, Shnaz, was the battle of Cronk and Thurston. Like For oh, someone yeah. from New South Wales... You don't get to see that battle much, you know. You see them play together in Origin. You see one of them come down to play your team, but you never really see them go against each other. And it was, it wasn't their best performances of the season, um, but you can see why they are the two top halfbacks in the league. As the way they talk off the ball, they get guys inside them, outside them. I saw a few times Cronk was setting up these awesome plays. and yeah. Smith would go short side and kick on the fifth.
0: That's why I have such a strong uh, love mm-hmm. for Cooper Cronk because aside from all the things you see, it's the things you don't see. And, and in our job or in my job now, we get to watch that pretty closely. It's the things he does off the ball. You're 100% correct. He he guides that team around like probably no other halfback, probably better than JT in that respect. He's not as flashy as JT, but he guides them around. He's the orchestrator. He's a quarterback. He he controls their emotions from time to time. You see the you whole... Know, very traditional, Cooper Cronk, calm down kind of motion that he does a lot. He can really control the game so well. And the only surprising thing was he didn't kick the field goal. Cameron Smith kicked his second ever field goal.
1: Good way um, for the for the first match to finish. Unfortunately, the second match wasn't that close. The Broncos were they were they were really good. Now the Cowboys have dropped down uh, two
0: points, and, and the Storm and, and the Broncos are on top without giving too much away. Later on, the Cowboys mm. play the Broncos this week, which is very. Yeah.
1: But also, yeah, Schnaz, there was, a, there was another game, and I did touch on it, um, my, my Farewell,
0: which was on the
1: Thursday night, which oh. coincided with the Dragons-Raiders game. What a classic that was, Nathan. Uh, the first game of um, the University of Wollongong Jubilee Oval, and mm. half the field was dimly lit. I, um, it's uni life, isn't it, Schnaz? It's it's struggling to pay your electricity bills. It's eating two-minute noodles.
0: It just <laughs> It was a great... It was very symbolic of the new sponsor, I thought, anyway. I, I had a great time Thursday night. I left, I left. I had lunch with you. It was a very nice lunch with our work colleagues, and you guys kicked on, and uh, I went home for a quiet night, and I was watching the rugby league, and I turned on a little bit late, turned on probably five, ten minutes in, and, and I was watching on my iPad, and I was like, gee, oh, my screen's really on low brightness, because like, yeah. that, that happens, you know, you change the brightness mm. on your screen. So I went to my settings, and I was like, oh, no, that's a pretty good level. And I was watching it for like about three minutes, and I said, I think there's no, something wrong with Cogra. <laughs> Something's wrong it's with the university grand. of Wollongong Cogra. And oh, what, a, what a terrible look, Brooksy. Your first big event there.
1: What another stinker of a game to watch for oh. Dragons fans. And you know what? I was also thinking too, Schnaz, you know when you're not that confident in the bedroom? Like you turn the Whoa, lights hang out.
0: Hang on, hang on, hang on well yeah. which way are you looking you're looking at me
1: no, it depends like it just either way like okay. it's okay. It, it it depends like you just maybe you're not you don't really i thought maybe you're you not heard feeling stories. it that night or you might have been with you know someone and you turn the lights out. I think that's what the dragons are doing with their attackers they're turning the lights out mm. and you, you know they' they're getting the result, but it's not pretty they're, so they're not having
0: who fun, knows, no fun there's, there's, along the way. These night games, I think they're going to be
1: turning the lights out because it ain't pretty, that's for sure, Schnaz. And on the win, like they're 5-5, five and five, they're in eighth position with a minus 93.
0: Brooksy, like, I, it, I, hinted, I hinted at this off-air <laughs> to you, and I'm going to confirm it now for all the League Life listeners. Your beloved Dragons have scored three more points in attack yeah. than the mighty Newcastle Knights who are struggling big time.
1: Yeah, it's. Oh, I don't think we've cracked twenty points in a game this year. One hundred and five points in ten games, and we're and we're eighth. And Parramatta <laughs> might be dropping out of the top eight, which is highly highly likely. Jack Whiten, mate, I don't know. How, like he passed the ball three times, three times in situations where he shouldn't be. He, run, yeah. he should just be running out the clock. And yeah, the, third, right. time yeah. him, yep, the right. third time got him. Yep. The third time got him. He should never have passed it to Rapana in the first place, in extras in Golden Point. Yeah, Rapana threw that flick ball out, but oh, how good was the commentary from Fox on that play too? You know, yeah, with certain, Warren Smith uh, certain, and Mark f- Gasnier.
0: Yeah, certain former dragon really stood up there for you. I thought. Yeah, and
1: I guess we touched on this last week with Gus and Penrith and. I've got to be consistent here, Schnaz. I think we've got to start looking at the commentary for certain games. I know Gaz isn't like. Oh, well, what I've seen of him in the past, he hasn't really been that biased towards the Dragons. Although, you know, it might be hard for me to judge on that being a Dragons fan. I think that was probably the worst of his games where he's been involved and that's where we've got to start looking at getting impartial commentators on games it just rubs people
0: the wrong way from the get-go i think Um, to be fair it was a pretty extraordinary moment yeah but there were a few (laughs) moments in the game that for me as a neutral were not that exciting and gaz was really uh selling it you know which is his job that's his job but I'm I'm happy to give him another try with the dragons game and just say, hey buddy, just turn it down a bit. At the same time, I, I'm kind of torn, Brooksy, At the same time, it was it was very funny to hear. I think, yeah. oh, what are you doing? <laughs> it was, and then I think Warren's voice might have broken or something. Something kind of crazy happened between the two of them. So, uh,
1: yeah, I, I oh, yeah. can't believe we got. I started laughing when it happened. I, although that could have been the few, the the schooners talking but uh, yeah. you'd only had yeah, 98 was, before then oh yeah one of those games where someone had to get the two points and uh, luckily
0: for us Dragons fans we got it Canberra Canberra, pretty disappointing they, they could have won that game in a number of times and we all thought they'd be you know almost top four bound maybe but at the moment they're struggling to really get some wins in a row and that might change during the origin period maybe and
1: They've had a lot of injuries. Yeah, you know that's a, that's a thing. They haven't been able to have that continuity that a few other teams have had. But yeah, we'll see what happens after Origin, and and yeah, I still think they're they're a um, top eight side. Like I don't I don't see them. Not making the eight with the squad that they've got. It's just being able to be consistent. Like there's been they've lost, their last two losses, they've been in the in the hunt there, right at the end, and making the big players. Like we talked about it with the Panthers game, there was opportunities to get that game-winning try, and then this
0: week they just should have held the ball. I saw Paul Kent on 360 last night, and he was saying that they'd come so close in three games that they really should be coming third. But I don't know if I cop that kind of argument in general. It's like well. Woulda, shoulda, coulda, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. So let's manipulate all the close games and see where everyone is. Mm. The fact is, they didn't win the game, and yeah. and you know we were talked about. We've talked about this with Penrith. You know, they're actually starting to win their games now. Mm. So, what could, should they be undefeated, or should they have not won any games? Like what yeah. what's going on there? But yeah, yeah you, each week there's there's different games, and I think the more you play in the close games, the more. You're able to convert them. In in, in mm. Canberra's case, it's going one. It's actually going the opposite to what it is with the Panthers now. So Schnaz, on my way back from Brisbane, I had to. I have to bring this up. The Night Sharks seven straight wins. Mm. You boys
0: mm. playing very well. Yeah, they are, and it was. It was never a danger game for us, but it was a game where we were always going to be judged. And it was, if they'd won by two points in Golden Point, people would be saying, oh, they're not the real deal. I think they had to win by 50 or so to to really be judged that way. I personally don't think that. I was just happy for the two points, as boring as that is. To see them do that was actually pretty good. I mean, obviously, I felt pretty sad and sorry for the Knights, in all, in all seriousness. And, you know, I think a 40-point victory would have made me happy as well, but... It was actually good to see them um, put the foot down. There was a point, I think, in the 65th minute around then and they were just relentless. And guys like Wade Graham were just, you know, he had four or five guys on him and he was getting the offload away and they were really going for the big points. And they got there and uh, it was their equal biggest winning margin. The night's worst loss at home. Val Holmes almost broke E.T.'s record of five tries in a game but he didn't back himself on two occasions and, you know, he only got four guys like Saefer. He got a hat trick. So it was it was good for the Sharks, and now they they're in a really good spot for next week, which we might touch on later. But we saw Dan Gagai um, really emotional at the end and crying, and Tarek Sims was uh, consoling him. And it turned out later on that we found out that his grandmother had passed away, and and there was also some uh, some crowd abuse towards him. And I think everything on top of the loss, you know, really got to him, and it was it was. Like, as a Sharks fan, I was just like, this is not what the game's about, you know?
1: Yeah, I saw, I rewatched the game, and I remember watching that last bit with his um, knock-on at the end, going for the try. It was, you could see him after he the, the ref went upstairs. You could tell, they crossed, they showed him, obviously, after trying to put the ball down. And you could tell, like, looking back in hindsight at him, he was just about to explode then. You know, you could see him like it, it obviously it's been a week where it's just taken his toll. Yeah, I I could sort of relate to it, Schneez. Like I that whole Thursday night with you guys, I, yeah. I was uh you know, I was it was a bit of sweet sort of night, you know. Yeah. I was enjoying moving on with my career but also, you know, um, not working with you guys. It's it, it's disappointing. But um you know, I looked. I looked at the um, card that you guys gave me, and mm. I couldn't like get through it. It was mm. just too much. Like, and I guess that's a, a similar thing happened to him. Like the emotion of the day, and and what's happened prior. Like all the emotions getting to this game. Like
0: yeah. his grandma
1: probably has been a big influence in his um, career as well. And it was it was sad to see, but he, you know, he he's gonna go on after this, and and. Take this in his stride. I think he's a really good player, and he probably will get selected for Origin.
0: Oh, I mean, and, he was he was interviewed um, yes. minutes later, and he was he was he was okay talking, and it was just a moment, and and yeah, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, it was caught on camera, and, and then obviously, you know, the world we're living in, there was a big fuss about it. I've got to say, though, Brooksy, Regarding your your farewell card, I was mm. probably maybe the sixth or seventh, eighth person to sign it, and I, you know, I was like, oh, do I read what everyone else has written or not? I don't know what the etiquette here is, and of course I did, <laughs> and everyone was really laying it out in the line, yeah, and which I respect completely, and I I think I tried to keep it a bit lighter than that, and yeah, uh, I was still serious about it, but it was I was I was emotional reading your cards, yeah, and, and that was sober.
1: So yeah, I can't imagine what it was
0: like for you not being sober doing that.
1: So yeah, yeah. After the after the uh, cocktails and shots <laughs> later yes. on in the night, it, it didn't uh, set me up well for for uh, being strong. That's for sure. The interesting thing is now, Schnaz, with the Knights and Sh- like after the Knights and Sharks game, yeah. And I get into this about the Monday night game. You can't read too much in the results against the Knights, can you? With yeah. what
0: happened to the Roosters? It was it twenty six to six? The Roosters were in at Brooksy for a while and it was pretty close and a couple of decisions went against them and they dropped their heads and the Titans, you know, to their credit, played good, solid football and a resounding win, actually, by by 20 or so points.
1: That puts the Titans now in equal or in 11th position on for and against. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon this could, like, we talked them up early in the season as being, a, like, you know, a smoky chance. Like, mm. they're going to they're gonna be a fun team to watch. They've got some interesting characters. Do you reckon this is, could be the start of something special?
0: I think that they're going to have to win all their home games, at least. And I think missing Greg Bird for I don't know how many games, but you'd imagine at least one during Origin is huge. Like, he's huge for their team. As long as I can cover that or, or recover from that, I think there are a chance of sneaking in. The problem is there's going to be so many teams, including your Dragons, that are looking for that 7th and 8th spot. I mean, I'm not saying the top 4 is settled, but the top 4 you would think would be in the eight, given what they've done so far.
1: The next three games for them are going to be important. They're all away. It's Penrith, Rabbitohs, and Para. So Penrith and Rabbitohs. Penrith seventh, Rabbitohs tenth. They're tied with the Rabbitohs at the moment. They're, they're all winnable. If they're the three away games, if they can get two of three there, they're looking in a very good position. We talked about Parramatta. They're going to be possibly going down to the bottom of the ladder very well, let's, shortly.
0: Let's, let's say they are. They are going. They've also
1: given the Titans. Nathan Peets yes who you know signed a one and a half year deal with the Titans Um, in the world of
0: rugby league which sometimes embarrasses itself just by being itself just by being it Nathan Peets showed the utmost class the entire time I would imagine it's won a lot of people over including myself
1: a situation where a group of people have caused this problem at Parramatta mm-hmm. and he has been the face of it at the moment. He shouldered all of this. Like, Watmo, no, it's been relatively quiet from his angle. Like, mm-hmm. he, he released like a statement, but Pete's has been chased by the media.
0: Sydney Airport to Cool yeah. and Airport and the whole process. Well, old and, mate uh, Liam from Channel 7, I think he's ex Channel oh, 10. He was just there waiting for him. I was Are you serious, mate?
1: He, oh, oh, don't get me started about him, Schnaz. He was, okay, for lack of better words, the dropkick that was stalking Cherry Evans's wife last year mm. during the whole saga as well. Yeah. He was
0: the bright spark who uh, turned oh. up to Flanno's first day back at training and started yeah. asking him about drugs, and he got the reaction that he got. <laughs>
1: So this can be the tell us what you really think section of the podcast,
0: Liam. We think you know nothing yeah. about rugby league. Go away. No, nah,
1: he's he's got a career with Perez Hilton at TMZ oh, Sports. 100%. That don't worry about that. Yeah. Um and I hope hopefully he gets to where he wants to go. But, we can um, we
0: can give him a recommendation if he wants. Perez.
1: I'm over here, Schneers. I'm over here. Hopefully I'll bump into one of those teams, <laughs> you guys, from one of the NBA games because they are always sniffing around.
0: A great, yeah, look, a great classy sign by the Parramatta fans in the ninth yeah. minute of the game. They all stood up and applauded. He yeah. wasn't at the game, but he tweeted straight away how emotional it made him feel. And yeah. uh, as I said, he's just been amazing. He could have really kicked up a fuss. He could have said, "I'm not going." He could have mm. complained. I think the only thing going against him was the fact that he was uh, off contract. There was talk that he was the most expensive of the one years,
1: and that's that would have facilitated, you know, obviously moving, uh, facilitated them playing for points as soon as possible. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that segues
0: into the Eels Rabbitohs game. You know oh. So I really
1: enjoyed the back end of that. That was a really good game.
0: Yeah. I mean, the well, Rabbitohs, the, the Rabbitohs, big get down their knees and thank. Goodness, they have Luke Keery still. He changed the game.
1: Shout out to Maguire. Um, switching it up. Move, switching some positions around and some uh, bringing some people off the bench. And, and Keery, most notable, who was involved in in the last two tries for the Rabbitohs. And and what a conversion from uh, Reynolds mm-hmm. to win the game. And big shout-out to Darren Shields, one of the statisticians in the Fox Sports yes. department. You see him in the background giving it to the Parramatta
0: fans cool. on the
1: uh, ISO shot of Reynolds after the kick.
0: There is a story there. Apparently, he yeah. was there uh, with his young family and his daughter. I think it was his daughter's birthday party or something. There was some Parramatta fans like, two or three rows behind him, just swearing and really, you know, not being too gentlemanly around yeah. children. And Darren mm-hmm. warned them a few times, like, look, come on. And then they just kept it up. And then by the end of the game, he had enough. And he that was who he was giving it to. He was giving it to these people who he'd already had a yeah. bit of an altercation with. <laughs> ah, good on him.
1: That's a rugby league, isn't it? <laughs> I, felt, I felt so
0: bad for power. They played pretty good. And I, I don't know how they lost it. Aside from Kiri came yeah. on south, they weren't that you know, they were good to the last 20 minutes, but mm-hmm. I thought Parramatta had that one.
1: So there was other, the other game, Schnaz. We had the Panthers 30, defeating the Warriors 18.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We had um, the Bulldogs thrash the West Tigers 36-4. to What did you think of the old uh, Robbie Farrar, Josh Reynolds situation, Schnaz? The
0: first thing I felt was a lot of guilt because I thought Robbie had died and I thought yeah. about all the bad things I'd said about him. This mm. year, at, at least, you know. But I'm happy to say Robbie's still with us. On first sight, it looked like Reynolds needed him on purpose, but yeah. he, clearly, oh, I he, he clearly does I thought it was. He doesn't. You know, I was comforted by the fact that Josh Reynolds was waiting for Robbie at Robbie's house when he came out of the hospital that night. You
1: know what the funny <laughs> thing is with Josh Reynolds? That every second week, there seems to be like a photo with a player that he somehow got into a fight with, or some, or verbal altercation. It was Michael Leisha. There was someone else, and now there's Robbie Farah. Who was the other one? Schnaz, there's got to, there was someone else. What did he do? There was nah, the,
0: there was. He's always there was, someone.
1: He's doing something to someone, and then he's venting on Instagram like about.
0: Ah, oh. apparently the fans gave it to him at, at the at the West Tigers game. Yeah, you killed Robbie yeah. and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> you killed Robbie. <laughs> the Dogs were, yeah, you know, their attack was a bit different, and it was they, were, they were, it was a comprehensive win, that's for sure. And the West Tigers are certainly struggling, and mm. I think they've won one from seven or eight. If it wasn't for Newcastle, they'd probably be more in the headlines, I would think.
1: Yeah. So looking at the ladders now, Brisbane, Cronulla, Melbourne, sixteen points. It's Cowboys in fourth, alone on fourteen. And then you've got Canterbury and Para on 12, with a big exclamation point against Parramatta's 12. Yeah. And then Penrith and the Dragons on 10, and that's your top eight. And then just outside is Canberra on nine. And then four teams on eight, the Rabbitohs, Titans, Manly, and Warriors. And then Tigers on six, Roosters on four, Knights on three. I
0: mean, do so, you think that South, out of all those teams below you guys, South will make a run, you would think? Yeah. Possibly the Titans. I don't know about the Warriors. I don't know about. I, no, I don't think the Tigers will. Roosters. Uh, I think they'll definitely win a bunch of games, but I can't see them winning eight in a row or anything. They're just not the same team.
1: This is Parramatta inclusive. There's four points separating fifth and thirteenth. Yeah. So it's it's a bit of a log jam in the middle, and I think a loss every now and then will, will pop you down two spots, but it could also a win could pop you up a couple as well.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's, These are the important games, Shaz, around origin time to maintain those positions near or in the eight. And I flag some of them with you mm-hmm. right now. Broncos, Cowboys, as you mentioned before, this is a big one for not only origin positions up for grabs. I'm sure there's already a few locked in. If, but if the Cowboys lose this, Shaz, they're four points behind their uh, arch rivals and possibly four points behind the Storm and the Sharkies. And that home final could s- slowly be slipping away for them uh, and as early as round 11.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to uh, have a good run through Origin. Obviously, they'll be missing a lot of players. I want to point out, Brooksy, that Cronulla play Manly this week, if you, as you've already said. They've beaten Manly, I think, twice since 2008. Now, it's at Cronulla, and Manly do have a lot of injuries still. And Cronulla are yeah. flying high, but if they win this Cronulla, they not only beat a bogey team, they then go into the bye. So it's a four-point game. You would think they could possibly be coming as high as first place.
1: Yeah, you want you guys want a Cowboys win here?
0: Well, yeah, but the top Just four so get is really, jump. really, you know, happening this weekend. Melbourne play para at Parramatta on a Monday night.
1: Yeah, definitely. And the Rabbitohs Dragons is a big one too, Shnaz, 8v10. Uh, Dragons could fall as far as 13th if results don't go their way. The the big thing for me too, this is a similar game to what happened Um or a similar situation that they went into against the Warriors, in which they just stunk it up completely. Mm. Um, they need to they need to come out and win this game, Shaz. I I think they were lucky to, I guess, to be in this position of five and five with mm. such a terrible foreign and against. Mm. So they're going to have to win. They they can't rely on that. So everyone was saying twenty six, what like 13, 12, 13 wins was going to get you in the eight in terms of. Parramatta not being eligible,
0: yeah.
1: they need to actually win 13-14 because they, they don't want to be relying on on a for and against situation with this minus 93 at the moment. They have to step up here and I don't know if it's going to be that easy because the Rabbis with this positional change situation look really good. And Ooh. when we last played them at the SCG, yeah. it, it really suited our conditions. It was a, it was a, it was a wet match. Sam Burgess... Obviously, didn't get through the game as well. So, we held on for that one. They can't rely on scoring eight points against the Rabbitohs this time around. I was going to say that old classic 8-6, round three clash. Yeah, and those three-point field, if that three-point field goal went over from GI, who knows? (laughs) You know, we could have a totally different situation, and our four and against would be minus 94. Anyway, hopefully GI uh, won't rely on the f- the field goal there for South fans. Oh, look, I I'm confidently tipping South Sydney in that one, but um, mm. I I think the way they looked at the back end of that Parramatta game with Kiri coming off the bench, particularly with the Dragons who have sort of fallen away in the back end of second halves this year, could be worth a few points for them, but. I wanted to mention something to you, Shnaz, about a game also this week. It doesn't really have that much sway in terms of the top four or a marquee matchup as as, as such. But it's the Panthers-Titans, Shnaz. Mm-hmm. And it could be Nathan Peet's first game for the Titans. And I was thinking about it on the plane coming over. And I was like, if if Parramatta's gone, they can't play for points or they're not going to be able to make the A. Doesn't it seem right that Eels fans should go for the Titans? And wouldn't it be a great week to jump on the bandwagon for Sydney Eels fans to get out to Penrith against mm. their rivals and mm.
0: support Pete's Titans? I think that's a wonderful gesture. I already think that people will have a soft spot for him and them now, Yeah. particularly Parramatta fans. I think they would yeah. have absolutely nothing but praise for the Titans for picking him up. I'd love to. Yeah, you're right. It's, you know, local derby. Yeah. As in, you know, Parramatta hate Penrith and vice versa. I think that if you're able to get to the game, put on your para jumper, head out there and support the Titans.
1: Why don't they, you know, the Titans have got that fan group, the Legion. Yeah. Why don't the para fans start up their own Titans? Fan group that goes around to the Titans away games called Surfers Paradise, (laughs) and they go around supporting the Titans in away games, following Pete's. They're blue and yellow. They've got similar colours as Mm -hmm. we mentioned about one of their trial matches, in which you couldn't tell who was (laughs) who. I
0: think
1: it fits. I think it. I I think it's something that we should see throughout the back end of the year. This little uh, mob
0: going around to uh, Titans games in Sydney. Well, why don't we get the League Life social media crew to tweet <laughs> that? We'll get them to tweet that, and we'll include both clubs, or all three clubs. Actually, no, don't include the Panthers. We'll just include the nah, Panthers. Nah, surprise. Yeah, surprise, surprise, yeah. surprise buddy, Phil Gould. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Let's, let's get our crew yeah. to tweet that, and... Encourage them, and then they can retweet that, of course, and maybe we can get a movement happening. I like it.
1: Uh, just a couple of people to start with. Let it, let it grow organically from week to week. Maybe someone set up a Twitter account, or you know, <laughs> I, I I won't be able to over the next few weeks. But I'm getting this is a freebie for whoever's listening. I think we need to see this happen.
0: Mm. A little little supporter group of Eels fans going for Nathan Peters and the Titans. Maybe we can get some celebrity deals there as well, like your Ray Price's, your Brett Kenney's, they, they have a lot of sway in the media these days, so they could go along and be interviewed, of course, and yeah. tell everyone what they're thinking about Parramatta, and at the same time, support the Titans.
1: Sounds good, Schnoz. Let's do it. Let's get involved.
0: Oh, marching in when the saints go marching in. Oh, yes. I wanna be oh, in that number. Oh, oh, when the saints go marching. marching in. And when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Go marching in. Who's gonna play on the day when the saints go oh, marching in? Well, look, I'll explain that
1: now. The most- yeah, Schnoz. And while I was on the plane too. So. I was picking picking my origin origin teams for net, what is it two weeks time. Mm. I was pretty bored. I watched some good movies on the plane actually, Snerts. Spotlight. Your... Yeah. Mark Ruffalo. We've talked about him. Ooh. And we've talked about how I think he's a pretty average actor. And we've but, talked about how
0: I'm pretty much in love with him.
1: Yeah, yeah. and he was good. He was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, it was, it was his best performance that I've seen him in
0: okay.
1: um, but everyone was amazing in that movie Michael Keaton, Liv Shriver, Rachel McAdams and it's a touchy subject it was uh, it was priest pedophilia touchy that happened indeed. in Boston throughout the whew, however long
0: okay.
1: and the, what the, the Boston Globe had unveiled over a lengthy period of research and investigation. It was just such a good, such a good movie in terms of not the storyline, but how they slowly broke it, uncovered it all, and um, that was really good. And I saw The Big Short as well. Uh, Michael Lewis, who wrote Moneyball, it's mm-hmm. his book about. Um, about the financial crisis around 2007, 2008, with all the mortgage, the mortgage crisis in America, It was quite, quite good. Some great acting from uh, Gosling and uh, Steve Carell as
0: well. I don't know about you, Brooksy, but when I get on a plane for overseas, I've got all these plans about watching, you know, seven films. Mm. Seven films, an hour and a half will get me to around, you know, over ten hours of flight, and then have a little nap and. Maybe I watched some Simpsons or something. Yeah. And last time I flew, I, I watched like one and a half films.
1: Yeah, I, I watched three and I watched a few episodes of Suits, which left me with about 45 minutes of sleep. I don't want to see any black backlash hammering me about my origin team. Take that in consideration. It was somewhere in between Hawaii and the Californian coast. You know, they came up with these sides. Boy, you, you, so my, origin and
0: origin California, they go hand in hand. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. 1988, wasn't it, when uh, Peter Sterling couldn't run through the banner? <laughs> nearly nearly ended that Origin match before it had started. Mm. <laughs> this is my New South Wales team. And I think it's a great cross-section of um, who's performed well mm. in this first half of the year, but also continues on from previous Origin campaigns. I've added a few at the end too, Schnaz um, mm. in terms of up-and-comers to be with the team okay, to experience Origin and finding out what an Origin player is all about. Mm-hmm. So my back line would be Josh Dugan, Josh Mansur, Josh Jennings, Josh Morris, Mar-
0: no.
1: <laughs> Josh Dugan, Josh Mantour, Michael Jennings, Josh Morris, James Roberts, and... I'm going to have to say it. Chad Townsend and James Maloney in the heart.
0: Oh, well, isn't this interesting for people yeah, who work, yeah. work at Fox Sports and all they hear about is my love for Chad Townsend and Nathan Brooks. Always it's all those
1: triassists. So, <laughs> for you guys listening, I used to sit near the server room and Shaz used to go in there every Monday to finalize the stats. And I used to make a gag that he'd give some extra stats to Chad Townsend to make origin. And, and I actually had a look at the numbers and without Schnaz fudging him, he's actually had a good season. So I picked him in origin.
0: Team. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt. Keep going. But yeah.
1: yeah. my, my back row was a tough one, Schnaz. And I had, I've put your boy gallon in the back row with corner and I've written down Merton here. Mm-hmm. It was actually Merrin typo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the front row was Tamo, Ennis, and Woods. Do you think
0: they will run that, Schnaz? Gallon in the back row, Tamo, Woods up front? No, I think Gallon is a lock for prop, so to speak. I think he's, a, he's, he's definitely... You're <laughs> confusing me. Yeah, he's going to play <laughs> yeah. lock and prop. Uh, Gallon yeah. will play prop. Yeah. And will be interchanged a little bit. I mean, Tamo and Woods are you know, definites and they're great players. And they're in good yeah. form. But I don't think, I'm not sure who will not start there.
1: I've got my bench would be, my bench would be Dave Clemmer, Josh Jackson, Bryce Cartwright, Andrew Fafita. So there is obviously room to move with that squad in terms of back row, front row. It also enables if Chad Townsend um, doesn't, move from the kickoff enables them to substitute Bryce Cartwright in for 5-8, utilize his versatility, or he could be in the back row as well. But, yeah, I, I like think, Cartwright I think, uh, as a 17 option there. I think Jackson will probably start. I picked three guys that I, I feel would be, I don't know, they're not, I guess they're not the 18th, 19th, and 20 best players in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. These guys have to be considered. Oh, wow. Shannon Boyd. Lealani Latu, and Jack Bird. So that means no Greg Bird or no Bo Scott, Shnaz. And
0: Oh, well, hang on a second. I can hear I, New South Wales crying tears of distraught right now.
1: Everyone's banging on about Greg Bird and Bo Scott being origin-type players. <laughs> How many origins have we won in the last nine years, Shnaz? We need some younger... More mo- like Latu and yeah. Cartwright, for instance, two Penrith players. I'm sounding like Phil Gould here.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I think I think they should be considered. Latu played for City Denier. Uh...
0: I'm a bit torn about Greg Bird and Bo Scott. I mean, I, I'm not a huge Bo Scott at all, a fan at all. I don't even like him, to be honest. But I can see his value in defence sometimes. But I'd probably let him go and probably keep Greg Bird, just because Bird does fire up so much for origin it's like this he grows Mm -hmm. an extra leg he plays decent in those games yeah but I do like the fact that you want these younger more agile guys coming in I think it's important um Cartwright was on the bench for sure I wouldn't have him starting at all so you're saying that
1: Greg Bird and Bo Scott love origin so much they grow an extra leg schnaz well
0: I'm saying Greg Bird
1: does um (laughs) is this um is this some rumor that uh, came out of the Cronulla Dressing rooms. When you used to get on your brother's shoulders to peer into the change rooms, that sounds like such a made-up story, Nathan. <laughs> you
0: said something you in a previous podcast. You, know? and
1: you used to, you guys used to get on each other's shoulders to look into I the change rooms. I think you'll find
0: what happened was at one time we were walking yeah. past, and I got on my. <laughs> I got on my brother's shoulders. I can have tell a you look this. at have a look at birds. Big, uh, big Davey never got on my shoulders. I can tell you that. Your, but, your, yeah, your, I, your attention well, to memory is really good. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, Whatever. it's a bit vague, but I uh, know there was some shoulder team. action going on. Queensland. I I think I'm missing players here. I couldn't. I'm no England. No
0: Cronk. No Thurston. No, dog. no.
1: Here, what do you? No, I've got those three. Am I missing anyone here, Schnaz? I've got Boyd, Oates, Inglis, Gagai, O'Neill. considering Chambers is injured. Mm. Thurston, Cronk in the halves. My back row seems thin. Guerra, Cooper, Ethan Lowe, Matt Scott, Cameron Smith, Josh Maguire. Am I missing anyone? Corey Parker. Oh, Corey Parker. Yeah, okay. So Ethan Lowe comes out. Corey Parker goes in. Logos goes onto the bench with Thyaday and Morgan. And then the 17th jersey is, phew, they could put in buddy what's her name? The Tanya Plibersek or whatever. Who the, who's, the, who's the premier
0: up there at the moment? Is it Tanya Plibersek? Campbell. <laughs> she's from, like, she's, she's from New South
1: Wales, probably. Yeah, yeah. No, who's the other one? Anna Bly or whoever. Yeah, it Anna is. Blyle, whoever probably. the current Premier is up in Brizzy, yeah. uh, Queensland, sorry. Yeah. You can put her in, in jersey number 17. Um,
0: I like the fact you got Ethan Lowe in there. That's really good. Josh McGuire, I love. You know, you're saying that you wouldn't have Bird or Bo Scott, but you do yeah. have guys like Fire Day and Parkman. it's just the simple fact is those guys are aging mm. and still performing. But they're winning Origins. They are the origins, yeah. That's
1: the difference. That's the difference. Um, But, yeah, my 17th man uh, can consist of one of these five, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Munster, Lilyman, Grevesmull, McCulloch, Granville. I have picked oh. Cherry Evans. Well, no. Um, I didn't. think, yeah, I don't think he deserves a position. Mm-hmm. I think Morgan should get that. Utility, even with Hunt and Milford, um, if they were considered, he wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be picking him. What, uh, a, but yeah, what, you, a, what a list of riches they have to choose from! And they had six. They've got the band six up to six guys, isn't yeah. it? That yeah. Can't play. I can only really think of Napa Holmes and the Brisbane halves off the top of my head. And they, you, any four of them would probably be in the side yeah. this year. Like it's.
0: I think that's Absolutely. why New South Wales need to go with some younger people. They've finally got some yeah. young, a young brigade there. And, yeah, Queensland, they're leaving out these players. They're leaving out these, you know, Milford's mm-hmm. clearly the best player in the game right now. They're leaving him out. Yeah, They're leaving mm-hmm. out Ben Hunt. They're leaving out Van on Holmes. They're leaving out all these players. And we're just going to throw in the same old guys in theory. Oh, we'll have Dugan. We'll have Mitchell Pearce. It's like, no, 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 let's try something different. <laughs>
1: it's like a Rogan Josh out in the back line for New South Wales. Yeah.
0: It's just like if, like I'm picking
1: some of those guys. Like, look, there probably might be a few different in that back line, but like I don't know if Mansell will be picked. I really like him. Mm. But, yeah, like I'm picking Jennings and Morris on the fact that there's not much there in the Senate no. for the New South Wales team. might you got James Roberts as well, but who are you going to put on the wing out of those three? I think you've got to put Roberts out there. Again, it's going to be an area that Queensland will target. New South Wales have a quality pack. There's just – and the halves, I think, they're playing well. I don't think they'll be, like, targeted as much as other halves have been in the past if they go with Townsend and Maloney, but – Schnaz, it's interesting. Everyone has their own opinion on the Origin teams. And, look, I'm not someone that really froths on Origin anymore. No, no. Um But, like, it's always interesting to try and build your 7-8 and, mm. and come up with a team. Well, you can see
0: on, is it this week or next? Is this week I'd, they're picking it?
1: Jeez. Yeah, I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to get up early in the morning on <laughs> Sunday and uh, watch the team, watch the Queensland team and their... They're, they're interesting song choices for each player. Remember when Cam Smith had Macho Man? I do. You just
0: started laughing, going, "Oh, it was like Sam they So did that. <laughs> you can just tune, in, tune into our mm. Sports Center, maybe on ESPN, and yeah. they might have the latest news. The Queensland and side, not Oregon, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the state of Oregon game. Yeah, hopefully it does get some. Uh, get some viewers over here. Oh, and Schnaz, mm. what we failed to mention, which has been all over the mm-hmm. news here, mm-hmm. Jared Hayne. I mean, his former hometown of San... Fa- I mean, his former hometown... <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, his former hometown of San Francisco,
0: he's no longer here. He's Newtown Suva. I want to tell you Nandy. this. I want to tell you this, Brooksy, I've never yeah. read a press release like this that I never will ever again yeah yeah saying I've left the NFL to concentrate on Fiji and rugby I think Chip Kelly's given him the
1: given him the early word that I he wasn't in so. his plans and this has come up and yes. he's jumped at the opportunity instead of being cut he's chose to to go this way look I I have the utmost respect for Jared Haynes and what he attempted over here. Can't believe that people have bagged him out. Um, you can't throughout it. this process. I, no, no, no. I just there's just there's just idiots out there. Like yeah. he has achieved so much by just playing one season, from going from nothing mm-hmm. in terms of experience in American football to actually getting game time. Uh, is an amazing feat and he's not kicking a freaking football like all these other Aussie guys Which that are Which there's nothing
0: there. wrong with that as well.
1: No, no, no. But that's like I'm saying that the longevity is there for kickers. Yeah. Like they can, you know, there's a lot of AFL guys that have been punting balls like for ages and what he has done is totally changed uh, up what his style of running is. Um, yeah, he did do some rugby league-like runs and, and like as if he was playing at fullback. And, yeah, he dropped his first punt in the NFL. But to come back and to to get to rack up some stats and, and rack up a couple of decent performances uh, for the Niners in a terrible season
0: yeah. that they had. Uh, these guys dropped those balls and no one it doesn't affect their career and that didn't affect his career. I and am, good luck to him. I have to tell you I am disappointed Because, as you know, I love the NFL so much and I was really, you know, bordering on proud the fact that this Australian was over there playing Mm. at such an elite level after such little time playing the game. I'm not like, you know, I don't know the guy. He hasn't disappointed me in the sense that he hasn't let me down. I I wasn't Mm. that much riding his coattails either. I was happy to watch him have success. I'm not a huge fan either way, but disappointed that he didn't keep going. I would have thought maybe another team would have picked him up quite easily. As bad as the 49ers went, there are a lot more struggling teams that could do with his help. And I think the number one thing is, and I don't know him from Baraso, but I think the number one thing with Jared Hayne is he loves to be the man. And there's nothing wrong with that. He has ambition. Um, yeah. He likes the star factor. He likes to be in the spotlight and show what he does best <clears> in that <throat> sport. And I think he kind of realized he was never going to be the man in the NFL. He was always going to be second string at the very best, probably. And mm. there's nothing wrong with that either. There's a lot of guys making great careers out of being second best. I mean, just look at Jared McKinnon from uh, The Vikings. He's behind Adrian <laughs> Peterson, but he's still a star in his own right. He's really a really very talented young man. So mm. I was disappointed in that, but I completely understand that his heritage. And it's, it's something that's obviously a lot more familiar to him, the game of Rugby Union. He's walking to a pretty good team, from what I hear.
1: Hopefully, the um, fans that uh, loved Semi coming over to the Kangaroos aren't disappointed about Hain going to the Fijian Sevens team.
0: Yeah.
1: It's good they got one back on a schnoz. Yeah. Although, obviously, Manoa Thompson, his father, is of Fijian heritage. Yeah. And Hain has played for Fijian Rugby League before. But, yeah, it's good to see them get one back on us
0: this year. The good thing, though, Brooksy, although... Mm -hmm. I've got a it's short-term pain, long-term gain, and I'm feeling the pain over here, you're not, is all these NFL experts talking about Jared Haynes and the game of NFL. We had Paul Kent on 360 last night, who I've mentioned twice now, and he said hmm. that Chip Kelly is a very run-of-the-mill, normal-type coach, and he didn't want Jared Haynes' kind of flair. What? And I thought... Didn't Chip Kelly win, like, year after year at college football with the most expensive game of attackers yeah, Well, I know that, but obviously um, Mr. Kent hasn't done his research. So, that, so the, the bad thing is I'm going to have to put up with comments like that. Um, he's crazy. And we, we all thought Chip <laughs> Kelly would have been perfect for Jared
1: I don't judge you, okay? If she could cut her own food, she's fair game. The supermodels of beautiful girls will. A beautiful girl can make you dizzy, like you've been drinking Jack and Coke all morning. She can make you feel high, full of single greatest commodity known to man. Promise. The promise of a better day. The promise of a greater hope. promise of a new tomorrow. This particular ore can be found in the gate of a beautiful girl, in her smile and in her soul and the way she makes every rotten little thing about life seem like it's going to be okay.
0: Brooksy, we want to thank everyone who, as usual, have been in touch with us via social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on the Facebook even, and you can listen to this podcast on iTunes. You can subscribe for free. You don't have to sign up for anything. You just hit one little button, and you automatically will get this podcast sent to you via your podcast section. On SoundCloud, I believe you can follow us, and that also does a very similar thing. We'd love to hear your reviews on iTunes, good, bad, indifferent, whatever. But we do thank you for spreading the League Life word. Word. Now, Nathan, you're in San Francisco. Yeah. How long are you there for?
1: I'm here for the next two days. I'm going to Game 2 tomorrow at my time of uh, Oklahoma-Golden State. Oklahoma stole one while I was on the plane.
0: Yes, Yes, So
1: the Warriors will be fired up. So it should be a good game. And then I head over to Toronto. Catching up with some friends over there and, and did you hopefully say Toronto getting to. Or Toronto. Toronto. Toronto.
0: Yep.
1: You're yep. uh, going to watch games three, hopefully, get watch games three and four, the Eastern Conference finals, mm-hmm. and then come back later next week or midway through next week to San Francisco.
0: Uh, Brooksy, it's been my pleasure to do this with you as usual. We're a little bit away from each other this week, but you know, we're always in each other's hearts, which is the main thing. Oh, that's sweet, Schnaz. Thank you You could have reciprocated that but that's fine yes yes i love sorry, you man yeah. i love you yeah uh, that's yeah. great uh, thanks usually i go the other way when i'm extremely tired but yeah <laughs> it's
1: very short sorry you're in my heart all the time oh finally thank you
0: now <laughs> good luck to your dirty dragons this week and good luck to yeah, my, my scintillating on- sharks
1: they're opening the round aren't they thursday night yeah yeah Tuesday. wednesday was it thursday morning my time
0: Are you going to be watching from a bar or on the internet? I don't
1: know. I don't know. I might have to to try and see if I can watch it somehow. I
0: think some cable networks over there carry a few games a week. Hopefully, if I've got bad reception
1: somewhere, the the ANZ Stadium will use all their lights so Mm. I can see it. Mm. Otherwise, I might have to be uh, squinting quite a bit for that match. Rooksy, have a wonderful
0: time. Have a safe time. Have a couple of uh, soft American beers for me. You know I love them. Yes, will do. I might have
1: a, I might need one to put me to sleep tonight. <laughs> so.
0: All right. Yeah. Have fun, and we will talk to you next week, my friend.
1: Will do, Shnaz. Thanks. Thanks for calling me on the Skype, and I'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.